Ona, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just talk about fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but show up ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy. And we're going to bring you the second half of our episode about Tony Alamo Christian Ministries. Uh, you've all been waiting to find out what happened to us. You assume that we survived. We did. That's true. So far. <laughs> so we're going to tell you about our third and final visit to the Tony Alamo Christian Ministries. And it's a doozy. And this is also a very special episode, Ross. Yes. Like, maybe the biggest episode of the year, in a sense. In some sense. Because <laughs> because it is our Pledge Drive episode. That's right. Where you, shimmy, shimmy. Where you get to find out all the exciting benefits that come with being a Maximum Fund member. Yeah. So we will be telling you all about that. We will, but you have to wait because right now we're talking about something else. Vis-a-vis. <laughs> per se. Our, our existence in the Tony Alamo church. We had a lot of people who told us after our first episode, don't get in that van. Yeah. Please don't get baptized. You didn't want us to, to do this, so you don't have to. Yeah. Now, for anyone who, for some reason, missed the first episode, mm-hmm. you should check it out yes. for some context. But we would get to the church by going to the intersection of Hollywood and Highland. They would collect us with a group of other people, and we'd get in an unmarked van <laughs> and head out to Canyon Country, right. California. So, so we decided that we really wanted to go to a Sunday service yeah, because they have services every single day, every night. But on Sunday, they have them at 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. So let's Mm -hmm. go to that 3 p.m. service, Carrie. Okay. Okay. Let's load in your truck, Ross. Little dramatic recreation. Yeah. So this time we thought, let's drive ourselves. For a couple reasons. We'd had a lot of people around us saying like, hey, you know, this isn't safe, this whole van thing. Right. We were scaring the people who were making sure we were okay. And if for some reason they grew unhappy with us, then we're relying on them for our transportation back out of... Right. The people in the ministry, that is, not our friends. So yeah. So we drove out and... We parked a little ways up the road just so we yeah. could kind of walk in, yeah. not have our vehicle right there. And someone we knew who lives up in that area said, oh, you should walk around because they own acres and acres on that property. Yeah. It's not just that front building that you go to the service in. So that was the first thing we did. We'd gotten there early. Mm-hmm. And so we thought, all right, well, let's just kind of walk around. There was like sort of a little trail that went uphill and sort of around the compound. Right. So we walked up so that. We start walking up the hill, looking down at the church mm-hmm. and... We got all the way up to like a a cross that was up on the hill and then it just sort of stopped. There was a water tank as well. And we could see that the church building was larger than just the restaurant area and the sanctuary that there was some other kind of quadrant. Which I mentioned to you, I had been back in because when I used the bathroom, a couple times I poked around. Oh, that's right. I had never been to the bathroom up to that point. <laughs> but Went you back asked down. If, I, if I've seen anything back there. Oh, yes, have you? Yeah, here it is. Here's the big news. I did kick open one door. You kicked it open like, well, not, not like, okay. So there's kicking open where your foot is like. I picture it, you with like your fingers like made into a little gun. You know, like they're up by your head and then you swing them down into the room. You know, when you do that fake gun thing, it is Police. to represent a gun. You're not just supposed to walk around <laughs> pretending your fingers are gun. I'm just saying that was, that was my mental image. No, okay. So there's the kicking open a door where your foot's an inch above the ground. And then there's the kicking open a door where your foot is basically at the height of your shoulder. Uh-huh. It was the first guy. Oh, okay. So it's like, All right. tap, tap, open. <laughs> <Okay>. uh-huh. <laughs> so I kicked open this door and there were 
clothes and boxes, and it was just sort of a little storage room, and that was very disappointing. That's exciting. Good story. Yeah. But they did tell me that there were some beds back there or something. I forget why they mentioned that. So we kind of made our way back down, and we noticed as we were going up, there were a couple people in front of the church who had seen us. Right. And then we wondered, are they going to be suspicious of us walking around? Right. Um, but hey, we're here for church early, and we're going to walk around. That's no right. deal. MBD. So we came back to sort of the street area, and we walked around the front of the church, and we saw there was a sign. Yeah. And it said something like Christian Camp Trail. Yeah, and it said, open to the public. Yeah, so totally. We're like, did. oh, thank you. Great. Yeah, so we're like, oh, cool. Let's go walk along here. We like yeah. to we and like it, to hike. And it was pretty. Yeah. And it was obviously trailing back into their own property. So right. we're like, great, we'll see more of the property. It's beautiful. So we start walking down there. And, and, and we're still in Los Angeles County, but there are right. trees in oh, Los yeah. Angeles County. <laughs> we got them. For people not from this area. Right. We got so yeah, it's a lovely and not area. Even palm trees. Right. <laughs> yeah, these so. are like oak trees. So yeah, we're walking we're back. Walking. By the way, right now, as Ross and I are talking about this, we're both we're making our arms symbol for walking which is <laughs> we're slightly bobbing up and down and swinging our arms yeah arms going up so down, there's up like down. some park benches on the right and then like there's this weird kind of outdoor uh stove thing right yeah camp, campground yeah and so you know we're walking farther back along this trail and then we're walking down the trail and someone's coming at us from the other side of the trail right dressed in a black suit carrying a bible and as we get closer we recognize him he's been a guitar player in previous services mm-hmm. so we say oh hi Oh, hey. He does not return that sort of enthusiasm. Yeah, he's already looking kind of upset, wondering how he's going to deal with the situation. Right, he's right. He's giving us this very pensive look. He's yeah. working something out in his head. Right. We're going to call him Donnie. Immediately, he meets us and says, hey, where are you guys going? Right. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're, we're walking on the trail. There was a sign at the trailhead. Yeah, we're early for the service. Just thought we'd check around here. Oh, well... You know, this is um, actually this uh, is private property, and oh, okay. Well, it belongs it... to the church. Oh, okay. Is Pe- it okay? People for... live back here, uh-huh. and you know, it's kind of private. Well, is it okay for us to go? He just kept saying it's private. All right. Well, should we just keep walking? Yeah, can and, we just keep sorry, walking? Or would you or prefer us to? Do you, not, do you want us to go? <laughs> should we head back with you? Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a very awkward moment. So, so and finally. He, and he just kept saying, well, it's private. It's private, which we finally took his code for like, it's private and I don't want you there. So we're like, oh, well, we'll walk back with you. Let's have small talk. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pretend this weird encounter didn't happen. (laughs) So we're trying to ask like little questions about like, oh, so how many people live back there? And he said, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I just live here. I don't know how many other people live here. I don't know how many of my friends are here. I don't know how many of my family. What is this, a third degree? (laughs) Very cagey about that. We may have mentioned in the previous episode, but we'd heard reports that there are children who yeah. do live at the compound, but we've never once seen a child. Yeah. So then I think I said something like, is it all ages back there? Adults and kids? Mm. And what did he say? I don't remember. I think he said something like, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was like being super evasive. Or some or something. Yeah. It was like, as we're, I'm not going to answer your question. As we're walking back with him, we're asking him, you know, how he found Tony Alamo Ministries. Mm-hmm. And he's good at leaving out details. Like. Oh, yeah. Well, I was a total atheist like three years ago. And then the Lord, you know, spoke to me and told me to you know, come out here. And here I am. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Step back a few. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're like, well, oh, wow. Oh, that, what, where that did seems the- like a bigger story than you're letting on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, this guy just wanted to give you the bare minimum. Right. Wow, that's amazing. Like, how did the Lord speak to you? Oh, well, you know, he, he talked to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. 
And so, so you heard did him. Did you hear a voice or did you see him? Or Then he kind of got into how he was looking for some cause to be a part of. Some guy like had his land taken away from him right. and he helped him r- return it. It sounded like it was one of those situations where it was sort of a homesteader against right. the government. He helped defend him. And I said, oh, what's that guy's name? And he just stopped and thought about whether to tell me. Yeah, and yeah. He did, and I don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> then that parlayed into his involvement in Tony Alamo Ministries. He was going to help with the, the legal aspects. Right. Cool. Do you have a law background? No, not really. Nope. Okay. Still in this as a new hobby. Uh, I think he was homeless, living out of his car for a long time. And yeah. now he lives at Tony Alamo Ministries. And helps them with their legal efforts. And he had been there for two and a half years, I think. And he's very good at looking suspiciously at us. Yeah. So we walked in with Donnie. Yeah. We figured our traveling days around this <laughs> compound I were over. guess we're just going to sit in the church now. For our Pro hike. tip, if anyone from Alamo Ministries is listening to this, just take down your sign. Say, private road. <laughs> that would be a good hint. <laughs> oh, yeah. And actually, as we were walking out there, there was a gentleman standing out by the sign. And we said hey to him and just kept mm-hmm. going. Yeah, and we asked him if he had been on the trail, and he said, oh, yeah, it's pretty. So there we go. Yeah, no problem. They could have given us an indication. So we were there early, and we just kind of went and sat in the seats. And we wanted to make sure this time, can women... Sit near the front. Yeah, can women sit near the front? Are they going to do anything about this? I had wanted to sit in the front row, but then you sat in, like, the third, and I didn't want to sit away from you. That felt awkward. It was front-ish. It was still front enough that if that were a rule, you'd think they'd make me move. Mm -hmm. But this woman came forward, who we'll call Trisha. Mm -hmm. She came up, and she... She said, oh, I just want to introduce myself to you. And, and we, we were both waiting. Thought, okay, here it is. So we're like, and honey, you come back with me. Yeah, why don't you stay with me with other ladies? No, but yeah, she just said she wanted to introduce herself. And was this our first time? And we're mm-hmm. like, no, it's the third time. And she's like, oh. Oh, and we both were really underdressed. We had come these other times and people were just dressed in regular clothing. So, yeah, you know, we were, we were both wearing like plaid shirts. Right. And jeans. I was wearing yoga pants because I, I remember, you? yeah, well, I mean, they're not that kind, Ross, <laughs> but yeah, I was just wearing like black pants because as I was getting ready, I was like, oh, it's church. I'll put on a dress. I can't oh, put on a dress because yeah, I don't know how long it has ankles. to be. I don't know what the deal is. Right. So I put on these pants and then I realized that every single woman there was wearing a long skirt. And all these men in the Sunday service are wearing full suits. Right. And I was like, rats. I wish I'd known because I like dressing up Me for church. Me too. We clean I can do up that. well. And here we are looking like slobs before the eyes of God. Yeah, I felt bad about that. Whatever. Must be that there isn't a huge women can't sit in the front rule because they didn't make us no, move or no, me move. just somehow they naturally and I was so ready I was like I'm gonna be the Rosa Parks uh-huh. you know the Claudette I'm gonna be Colvin like, oh right sure okay Claudette Colvin <laughs> I'm not gonna move and if you want me to move then you're a racist this is why we took the truck so just in case they're like we're not driving you back in our van <laughs> you get crazy lady <laughs> we'd be able to get back on our own then the, the service began but before we get to the service Ross we got a lot to tell you about the service but but and we'll get there we will get there hold on but there's something equally important that we need to discuss have you heard of the network maximum fun i have now so maximum fun as you know is our podcasting network yes they are the people who support us and make our show possible and the donors who support maximum fun are really the heroes this is a special pledge drive episode because at this time of year we have special benefits for those who join up in the next couple weeks but we recommend that you join up now yeah now because you're listening now it's on your mind and listen here's the deal we have been giving you entertainment 
for three years now. Well, we've been trying to. If we failed, then I don't know what to say to you. You've been supporting us along the way. And we've got big plans and more that we want to do. And so your donation dollars make that possible. Yeah, that's what's kept the show alive these three years. And we have bigger and more exciting things in store that we won't be able to do unless we get more and more support. And right now, Maximum Fun is trying to get 1,500 either new donors or donors who are kicking it up a notch going to the next donation level. Right, so if you're already a Maximum Fun listener and you found this new Ono, Ross, and Carrie show and you're like, this is great, I want to support it, you can even upgrade your membership and then just make sure to choose us as someone that you listen to. Yeah. So the way the funds are divided is according to whether you listen to each show. So if so, make sure you say you listen to our show if you do. And you do because you're listening to this. Logically. And then every time you listen to an episode, you'll know that you are part of making this show happen, which is a really big, exciting deal. You can tell your friends. Also, this year they have what are called challenge donors. And they're people who have promised that they will give a specific amount for every person who donates. So so when you donate, it's not just your donation dollars. It's also one of these challenge donors coming through You're for You're raising us. additional money. This is an unusually expensive podcast, I think. I think so, just too. Just because we're paying for memberships to things and services in addition to hosting and all that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, not just memberships and services, but events, traveling to these unlikely things. Yeah. Because sometimes we'll want to do something, but it's only in Missouri. And <laughs> right. we want to do those things for you, but we, we can't unless the budget's there. Or snake handlers move out to California. Right. <laughs> And when you become a donor and support Maximum Fun, there are also gifts that you get for being a Maximum Fun donor. The more you donate, of course, the more awesome gifts you get. It's true. Any monthly donation, $5 or above per month, gets you access to bonus episodes. So each podcast on the Maximum Fun Network has a bonus episode each year that you get mm-hmm. to listen to. And we have recorded such an episode. It is there. It is there on the server. People who are already donors have already listened to it. So if you're thinking about becoming a new donor, you got to get in there. Get in on the party because it's a pretty cool episode. It's, it's an interview. It's an interview of us. We are being interviewed by Brian Thompson. Brian Thompson of from Quit It. Very funny man. And he talks to us about kind of how we started the show. It's really the origin story. But also we talk about some commonly asked questions, a lot of them submitted by you, our listeners. Yeah. So if you want to hear that, sign up. Come become a donor. MaximumFun.org. And if you sign up for $10 or more per month, you get, this is so great, you guys. You get an 18-month mini Max Fun calendar, which has pictures of all the different hosts of all the different shows, but we're all cats. So one of us is hilarious. <laughs> it's so great. And for all of these, you not only get the gift at your level, but also the gift of the levels before. So right. if you, you also do, get the bonus content. Right. You get the bonus content if you pay 10 bucks. If you pay 20 bucks or more per month, you get the Max Fun Morning Essentials Kit, which sounds rad. It is a Max Fun Rocket Mug. A half bag of Tonks coffee, which is some serious coffee. Sorry, Mormons. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a bar of stack soap, which is the raddest thing. Do you want to explain yeah, it, Ross? Yeah, really cool idea. So, you know, you use your soap and you, you've been Ross getting clean. Ross is using imaginary soap for, on his body for right For like, now. you know, a month. But, oh, no, I've only got this little bit of soap left. It's kind of useless. It's just going to break apart. And it's in apart. that weird, like, shoulder pad shape. Do I throw it away? I feel so wasteful. But, no, stack soap. The next bar has a hollow (gasps) in which you place the remainder of the old bar of soap. And it just clicks right in there. And it's all part of the circle of life. That's amazing. And so ne'er shall you waste another soap. Pretty brilliant. So that's at the $20 a month level. And if you sign up for $35 a month, 
then you get to be a member of Judge John Hodgman's Justice Squad. Oh, I love that show. What do you get for that, Carrie? You get a pair of rocket-engraved highball glasses. These are classy. For all you drunkards. <laughs> for $100 or more per month, you get membership in the Inner Circle, which is the monthly culture club. And all of these higher donation amounts, you can, well, all of any of the donation amounts, you can read about on the website to get all the details. Absolutely. At MaximumFun.org. Slash donate. Yeah, or click on the donate button on the homepage. The most sustaining donors we get are our $20 and $35 and $10 a month memberships. And so we're just really asking you, if you're able at all to give at these levels, it really matters. And thank you. So back to our Tony Alamo Ministries part two episode. We're we're sitting there near the front. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the only negative side of that is you can't see all the people behind you because you kind of want to see their reaction. All the ladies. It must be said that even though I wasn't told to move, all the ladies are in the back. They are. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. are the sole one Mm -hmm. sitting up in the front with us men. So this gentleman gets up and he's, they always have someone who's kind of officiating the service. Even, of course, none of them will go by pastor because they have one world pastor. That is Tony Alamo. Which kind of reminds me of the Mormon church a little bit because in the Mormon church, uh, a person from the congregation would give up and give the yes. talk and it was all very equal yeah very similar in a lot of ways they also have the testimonies you know during the service mm-hmm. so this gentleman got up and it was the first time we'd seen him right we'll oh, call him rutherford rutherford and he reminds me a little bit of my dad kind of like a, a even thinner version with the same kind of beard Okay. Um, I've never met your dad, but okay. Okay. He immediately got up and he said, now, first, I'd just like to share just a, a few rules. Just a couple. We only have a couple of rules here. We just ask that everybody refrain from unnecessary discussion during mm-hmm. the service. And unnecessary walking around. Immediately, Carrie and I, sitting up there in the front, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> oh, they're pinpointing us. Right. Like, someone said like, hey, these two are walking around. And uh, I thought they meant... Us walking around because we would get up before the service and look at all the materials which are out there for you to look at, but no one else was looking. I think they're talking about us like being a little too nosy. (laughs) Right, walking around the campus with their signs that say walk around the campus. So already I'm thinking, all right, this guy's wary of us. Right. (laughs) And I was wary of him being wary of us. And and we we were like talking before, but we were whisper talking the way you do before something begins when you're in a group of people. We were like... Oh, hey, look at this. Oh, they're having an event on Thursday. Oh, mm-hmm. You know, that kind yeah. of talk. Well, I mean, sometimes we'll be pointing at something and kind of chuckling about it, too. But sure. whatever it was, it seemed superfluous to right. them. Right. Yes, none Un- of that. Get rid of that unnecessary discussion. <laughs> so we've been targeted. At least I felt so. Right. I feel that all our conversations were necessary. So <laughs> Incredibly. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't stand up in the middle. Now look. It was necessary. Everything we've said has been completely necessary. Um, that was kind of his invocation. And there was a prayer again, with right, all the Father they, Gods. Right, the Father Gods. And then we got our old friend. Oh, Sister, Sister Cindy. Cindy. Yes. Came up to sing. I've forgotten just how often she sings. <laughs> like, <laughs> so much. So she comes up and she sings at least two songs. Yeah. And they're all down here. She's <laughs> sort of a cross between Cher and Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so she gets up, and her favorite song is that Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. <laughs> Won't you open the eyes of my heart? I want to see you. I will admit, I did start laughing this time <laughs> when she sang it again. I was you like, did, oh, it's that one. And you did that thing where you, you laughed, and then you coughed a bunch. To- 
<laughs> something in my throat here. Well, how, how was it? Was that convincing? I knew what you did because okay. I remember mentioning it afterward. Was it unnecessary, though? <laughs> it was perfectly necessary. Okay. So then people take turns coming up. So after right. the songs, then uh, John, who was the, really the first guy we met from Tony right. Lama Ministries, he came up and he gave a little tiny kind of testimony. Right. The setup of these services is basically that a whole bunch of people talk and they're all kind of giving many personal lessons mm-hmm. or what you know we might call testimony, but they might be the personal testimony of how they came to find Jesus or it might be like, this is sort of something I was thinking about this week mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of lessons. But then one person gives the big lesson. Right. There's kind of like the main yeah. homily or what, what yeah. have you. Yeah. But it's very communal that way. Right. So he got up and then he sang a song. I kind of like his singing, plays guitar, mm-hmm. kind of a country inspired thing. I think there's a lot of fans of country music up there. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I felt like that was like two or three minutes since we had heard Sister Cindy sing, which started to be really uncomfortable for me. And yeah, so I was please really, come back. Really glad when Sister Cindy came back up. Lead another song. Singing another song. <laughs> and then another guy sang. So there was a lot of music at this particular yeah. one. He was my favorite singer. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was that guy. Yeah, 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 he was really good. Good singer. I complimented him afterwards. Like, hey, right. and, sing more, please. And there's that weird <laughs> dynamic in these uh, church environments where you compliment someone singing and you can tell they kind of feel like, oh, I'm not supposed to take this oh, compliment. Right. It's for Jesus. Right. You know? and so they'll sort of pat their heart and be like, oh, oh, thank you, thank you. So Rutherford came back. Right. Who, by the way, is married to Trisha, the woman who, greeted who, us. who had come up and greeted right. us when we first came. So he talked about being a truck driver. Oh, he was basically the chauffeur for Tony Alamo right. for many years. Professionally, for many years, he has been a truck driver. And for the ministry, he drove the bus for Tony Alamo and said that he ferreted them all around the country from place to place. Right. And he says he never saw any abuse. He started talking about those claims specifically. Right. right. He said he never witnessed them. Again, yeah, they mentioned during the service that their pastor is in jail, but wrongly so. Right. And yeah, he was very adamant about that. You know, this is just the government trying to find something to pin on him. Mm-hmm. Totally untrue. Never right. saw anything like that. And he talked about how much they saved lots of souls while they were on these journeys. There's a lot of this, but it was really like reveling in the glory days. You could tell mm-hmm. like there was this kind of bright, right. shining Camelot. Of yeah, the it was. It was 1970s. as if he had been a you know a groupie for the Rolling Stones. Right. Like, and yeah, they're yeah. still talking about you know the hippie culture and stuff right. like that. You know, and here it is in 2014. Yeah, and they talk about all those things as if they're still the evils of the world. You know, those those hippies and Ronald Reagan and, and <laughs> right. Vatican. And you're like, what? It, I don't even remember people being afraid of these things. I have to say, one of the things I really like about being at this church is it kind of takes me back to this bygone era of, you know, the 60s and 70s where people wore, like, bright blue three-piece suits Uh made of polyester Uh and wore dark shades and combed their hairs into a big pompadour. Uh I feel like this is a vestige of that. Yeah. I remember seeing that film. It took place, like, in the 60s. Marjo? yeah. Oh, Marjo is my favorite documentary. Like, just seeing that and it reminding me of my church experience when I was really young. Sure. Like, because this early 80s, people are still kind of in that mode and sort of missing that aging man getting up and singing, you know, old rugged cross. Mm-hmm. It feels like that's somewhat preserved at this church. Yeah, nice. I see that. Having been someone who didn't live at all in the 60s or 70s right. and making this a ridiculous thing to say, the 60s and 70s are my favorite decades. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for prefacing that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Save me the trouble. So this is a direct quote from Rutherford. He said, the things they charged him for are totally ridiculous. Yep. So he 
definitely felt very strongly about that. No chance that Tony committed these crimes. Mm -hmm. When he sat down, then our friend Donnie, who we'd met on the walking path, he came up and he gave his very terse testimony Mm -hmm. where he talked about. Because if you have Jesus, you have everything. And um, I thank him for that because I didn't have anything three years ago when I was a total atheist and had no regard for um, Christianity or Jesus himself. I found the Lord and I'm a believer and praise be to God. Right. But it was like, uh, I've said my perfunctory thing and, and sitting down. down. And then Trisha, the so again, married to Rutherford, person who greeted us, she went up and gave her testimony. Mm-hmm. And she said that she came to the church in 1970. 43 years. And she's very proud of that. She'd mentioned that to us earlier. And, and she said she came in very skeptical. Right. Yeah. And she said, we've seen persecution, but the world has been evangelized. Yeah. So she was very much an apologist for this ministry and what yeah. it has achieved. These people found God. They found Jesus. They no longer took drugs. They no longer were in pain. They were no longer addicted. They no longer were on their way to rob a bank or kill somebody. But they were carrying the Bible and the peace of the Holy Spirit in their heart. And she also came out of a drug background. and right. as do a lot of the members. Right, and kind of rediscovered Christianity through the Tony Lama Ministries, kind of what she had remembered from childhood as, as her version of Jesus. And I learned a lot of this, too, from reading her testimony later on. Mm-hmm. She, she gave Just us on a copy website. of And since you mentioned the persecution, that yeah. seems to be something that comes up a lot with these smaller groups that we join, mm-hmm. is that the persecution itself reinforces the right. strength of their belief. Right, because they're coming after us that it's validation for, you know, we're saying something important. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when people say, you know, oh, if you're not pissing anyone off, right. you're not doing it right. Right. That can be true. There's some truth to that. Right. Right. But, um, you know, they Those laughed the at Columbus. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but as Carl Sagan said, they also laughed at Bozo the Clown. <laughs> right. And also what I thought was interesting was that what had really been also convincing to her was that these were the end times. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we mentioned this in the first episode, but that's a common theme that said it's a very end times driven ministry. Mm-hmm where they feel that we are in the last days. And it just always makes me wonder when they're talking about, you know, in the 70s, I came here and I realized we are in the last days. Well, that was 40 years ago. How right. last How last are yeah, these last days? Yeah, how last is this? You know, how latter day are the Mormon saints? Right, you know? right. At some point, the world's just not ending. You know, right. you move on. Yeah, and, you know, most, or at least my experiences, the most of the evangelical groups that do believe these are the last days don't focus on a lot of the social movements to say, save the earth or right. educate children even, because With- they think, the future is short. But I think these people take that one step further. Mm-hmm. They're like, environmentalism is evil. Yes. If you believe in that stuff, then that's because you don't believe in God and you are saying he is a liar <laughs> and you are the devil. Yeah, if you're trying to preserve the planet, that means you don't trust in Jesus coming to save us all. Yeah, so they overuse styrofoam intentionally. <laughs> intentionally. <laughs> really? Do you think that's why they have styrofoam there? They do. I which, do. Which always pains me to eat anything out of styrofoam. They, they give us every single meal on a plate of styrofoam and then they'll be like, do you want to finish that up to go? And then they'll like put the styrofoam plate inside a styrofoam container in a bag and give it to you. Screw you, environment. Screw you. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh, man. That is the, the bad extreme of that belief. Yeah. It's like if your friend, if you were having a party and your friend leaves and says, hey, but I'm coming back. Uh-huh. And then the next day you call him and say, you didn't come back. And he says, oh, I'm still coming back. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You'd be like, wait a minute. At some point the party's over and you can't <laughs> yeah. come back anymore. Yeah. I think I get to say when my 
what party is happening and not happening, Jesus. So it seems like there's levels of mistakes. The first is to name a date, you know, right. as Harold Camping is done. And others, right. yeah, Hal Lindsey saying the world was going to end in 1988, I think it was. Sometime in the 80s, yeah. And then the second mistake is just to emphasize that the world is about to end. It's coming soon. Right. The safest position is just to say, yeah, at some point in the indeterminate future, Jesus is coming back. Right. So that's that's that, the best that's way to go. Tip. That's, that's my tip. That's my tip for all I, of you. And that's, you know, what every spurned wife does. Oh, he'll come back one day. That's the smartest way to do it. <laughs> Ladies, you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> then... A gentleman who we will give the name Muttering Guy. Oh, yeah. He was the guy who had originally muttered that Carrie's skirt was too short. Right. He was also the guy that we couldn't see if he was missing any teeth because he always uses the minimum amount of mouth movement to kind of make the phrase. And yeah, I did drugs. And I think my underwear is in my ear. I don't know. Tony and Susan. Yeah. And I didn't feel the zeal that Tony Alamo Not at all. Yeah. Now that I think about it, what would Tony Alamo think of this? guy you'd think he'd be like get your ass together buddy he just sounded very unmotivated about this and i was thinking like i'm not convinced clearly people are just told it's your turn we only have like eight people who come to every service you gotta get up and give your testimony (laughs) so So, yeah he sat down but we couldn't even tell what he was saying i was taught in uh, public school about evolution we come from monkeys and all this but that was easily rejected because i knew this is you know blowing i knew there was god and he created all this stuff and and then Rutherford came back up to pray. And then, who comes back for us? Sister Cindy! Sister Cindy. Back to sing. And, uh, there were a lot of different songs Oh, that she yeah, sang. I know. I just like to think that every time it was that. But you're right. She sang. And then she sang. And then she sang. Just kidding, she didn't sing that. Okay. <laughs> That was Cher. We're terrible people. We're we're going to hell. (laughs) Okay, and then Uh, we got what is the... The main message. The main attraction. The trailers are over. The moment you've all been waiting for. The actual talk. Given by... We're going to call him Steve. Steve. Because he reminds me of Steve Ballmer, the former CEO of Microsoft. An example everyone can tap. Great. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people out there will get what I'm talking about. But just, you know, big guy, tall and you know same kind of bald pate and you know just really forceful and he gets out there and I was surprised because we're kind of also referring to him as Tony Alamo Jr. Right because he just he's the dream of Tony Alamo if Tony Alamo is going to go to prison he's going to have someone else come give the talks this is the guy like it's weird because uh, Tony Alamo is such this kind of I'm an alpha male. And all the people in his service are very meek. Right. And the counterpoint to his zeal. Mm -hmm. And so this guy comes in, you know, this is how it is. We have no problem saying that homosexuality is wrong. And he sounded like Tony Alamo, which surprised me that someone like that could exist within the fold of Tony Alamo. Yeah, just kind of rattling off beliefs they have that they're sticking to that may be controversial and they don't care. Right. And he's a good old boy. And he's Mm -hmm. like, whether you like it or not, this is how it is. Yeah. And I really kind 
kind of enjoyed listening to him. Oh, yeah, because it it was all on the sleeve. You know, this is what we believe. Not right. trying to dress it up. You deal with it or you go to hell. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly like that. I'm not some brainwashed halfwit. If Tony Alamo was all the things they say about him, I wouldn't be here. Neither would anyone else. And we'll find plenty of money mongers and other people that hate the message to really make it stick. We'll send him up the river forever and we'll tell everybody he's a real rotten, terrible pervert. And then the bait for these little nice is money. But the real plan from the devil is we want to stop that gospel. Why? What's his motive? He wants you to go to hell. So then we went to go talk more with the people. But before we get there, Ross, before we get there, I think we should talk again about our Maximum Fun Pledge Drive week. Pledge Drive. I look forward to it the way other people look forward to getting out of prison, which Tony Lama was looking forward to. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because it is the greatest week of the year. It is when... Listeners get to show their support for their favorite shows like Ono, Ross, and Carrie. That's when you can support all these fantastic shows, all of your favorites. Like maybe you love Throwing Shade. Maybe you love My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Maybe you love Stop Podcasting Yourself or The Memory Palace or Wham Bam Pow. Or Risk or Sawbones or One Bad Mother. Or The Goose Down or Lady to Lady. So this is your chance to go to MaximumFun.org and click Donate and make it official. Yeah. Show that you care about good entertainment and investigative journalism. Mm -hmm. And then you can turn around and and feel good about this and brag to others. Hey, I make that happen. That's right. And if you've been thinking about donating in the past, but you've never quite gotten around to it, this is the perfect time to do it. We are in a position right now where we really need funding so we can continue doing some of our really exciting investigations. And we have one in particular that we're excited about what we don't quite have the budget for, which is that Ross... You want to get, and I'm going to be cagey here because it's not done yet. Right. You want to get certified in something that we've already investigated. This is a popular investigation. People loved it. And we're we're going to the next step with it. Mm -hmm. But it's expensive. You're going to be on the inside track. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Infiltration to the 10th degree. They don't know what you mean. But it costs money and it costs a lot of money. And we really, really need your support to make that happen. So if you can go to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate, choose that Ono, Ross, and Carrie is one of your favorite shows and support That's us. That's important. Yes, it's very important. And support us at the $10, $25, $35 level. We this is really the, appreciate this it. This is the kind of conversation where people remind you of the cost of a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. But if you sign up for that $20 a month, you get coffee. That's true. It comes with it. It's, 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 you're, it's a win-win. Win-win. <laughs> and no matter what level you donate, you get access to the bonus content. So you get all these extra episodes of all your favorite shows that other people don't get. You get to feel like you are the cool kid in class, and you are. And and there's always options also for people who do have the extra money to go to those higher levels. And they're out there. And they're, they're there. You are out you there. Are the, you are you. The $200 or more per month amount gets you free registration on the Atlantic Ocean Comedy and Musical Festival boatparty.biz, which, gosh, I wish I could go to. Yeah. So if you if you have the money, if you are able to share that with Maximum Fun, not only will you be helping the network, but you get to go to, you get to, go to the boat party that I want to go to. <laughs> so you get to hang that over my head. That's amazing. Do it. Email Carrie. <laughs> Tell her you are going. So go check it out. Do it. Ross, I yes. know you're really excited about Pledge Drive Week. Yes, but I am. I'm take it down a notch a little bit here. Okay. And talk about why Tony Alamo's in prison. Mm. Not as fun. Mm. But just for people who don't have this background and don't 
quite know who this guy is who set up this this cult. Um, we want to tell you what happened here. Mm-hmm. So Tony Alamo is in prison. Um, he used to be known as Bernie Hoffman. That was his given name. Right. He changed it to Tony Alamo. Mm-hmm. And he was indicted on 10 counts of transporting minors, specifically female children, across state lines in order to rape or sexually assault or carnally abuse them. Now, the across state lines, was that from kind of one church location to another? Uh, yeah. Or he would take them with him on trips to spread the ministry. And the reason that, it, that they charged him for that instead mm-hmm. of charging him specifically for the rapes or the assaults is so that it could be a federal case. Oh, okay. So if not if, just the state of Arkansas, but exactly. So the state of Arkansas could have charged him for those things, but the feds thought this was important enough that they should, it should be charged um, as a federal crime. Got it. So, so you went digging and yes, you I found did. how to access uh, a lot of these court documents. Yeah. I read most of the court documents for his cases, which are tons and tons. You do have to buy the documents if you're like me and you have an account to do that. But mm-hmm. once you do buy them, you can share them publicly. Oh. So we can share them with our listeners if they'd like to see them. Where can we put those, Ross? You can find those documents at MaximumFun.org and go to the forums. You'll see the link for that. Uh, we create a forum for each of our episodes, by the way. Great place to talk with us and share your thoughts with us and others who listen mm-hmm. to the show. Uh, but or read about child rape. Mm. So just to be clear, Tony, since he is accused of rape, it's worth talking about how he feels about rape. And in one of his pamphlets, he does talk about how today's women rape awfully easy. Yes. Great, great thing to say, Tony. (laughs) Right. Classy. And that if a woman is raped and unmarried, according to the scriptures, she's supposed to marry her rapist. That's true. Thank you, Deuteronomy 22. (laughs) Right. And so Tony seems to sort of support this rule. And uh, as for having sex with children, another pamphlet says that it's suitable for a man to marry a woman as long as she has reached puberty, which, as you've mentioned, is, you know, can be eight or nine. So we found this kind of weird disconnect, which is, you know, what are they actually saying? Are they saying that he never did this at all, but it's OK to do it in general? It's just he didn't. it mm-hmm. or that it's okay to do it and he did it and get off his back about it right like what what is the church actually saying it was hard to get a specific on that right and it seemed like they were really trying to distract us when we would ask the question because right. the question was, oh that's such a small issue people <laughs> blow that up and make a huge thing about it right well and it seemed like they were having saying, sex with children jeez <laughs> right it seemed like they were saying no he definitely didn't commit the crimes that he's got accused of accused of convicted of but if he did it wouldn't be that big a deal mm-hmm. you know but they wouldn't get to that second part unless you really press them they just kept saying no it's not true oh and by the way it's totally fine to marry young girls wait what <laughs> so it's really hard to talk to these right. people about And they have pamphlets where they write about this. You think mm-hmm. they want to distribute that if that was a really sensitive subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is a quote from Tony. He says, With God, age means nothing at all, as long as both parties have reached puberty, love one another, and are godly and righteous. Hmm. Um, and as for whether his various young wives did love him, five testified against him in court and are currently suing him for emotional damages. And five out of how many? Do we know? Are there others? I th- I'm not sure. That I couldn't say. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of hard digging through these documents because they are rightfully protecting these young women as much as they can. Yeah. So nothing's on the record about what they personally said, just sort of summaries of the decisions that then the, the jury and the judge came to after okay. hearing those testimonies. Okay. 
But they did uh, testify against him. And there's been some news since our last episode went up. Yes. Oh, my goodness. As we were editing the episode, the Tony Alamo Ministries was smacked down with a judgment for 500 plus million dollars. Mm-hmm. So they've got to pay that to the victims. Yeah. And, Huge amounts of money. And Alamo claims he has no money. That he's broke. And that all the money is in the church itself. He doesn't own the church. What do you want him to do? Right. And uh, a lot of the coverage is saying that very likely they're going to have to sell the Los Angeles property, Mm -hmm. meaning the one that we've been visiting, which is rather large and apparently worth six figures to help pay down that cost. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see. We should go up there in a couple of months and see what it looks like up there. Right. What's going on? And we'll let you know once we do. But it probably won't be too soon. Oh, yeah. It's also worth noting that he didn't just abuse young girls. He also abused young men, not sexually. Uh But he did have the young men beat up. We know of at least two who have sued him for being brutally assaulted by either him or someone he sent to carry it out. Right. Uh, And they they also are receiving. They are big proponents of corporal punishment in Mm -hmm. Tony Lama Ministries, uh, but apparently they take it even farther sometimes. Mm Mm-hmm. So returning to our Sunday service, uh, of course, it wouldn't be complete without a couple more songs from Sister Cindy. Obviously. And then the band kind of stayed up there and they were sort of like jamming while we all dispersed to go get our food. But no unnecessary milling. Totally (laughs) necessary milling. As usual, after the Sunday services, there is food served. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of wandering around and I'd grab some more literature. And I went up toward the the front where our friend Donnie was still kind of up there with his guitar. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, just chatted with him a little bit and he said oh so um he was looking at the tracks in my hand like so which ones did you you get mm-hmm. and this is where we should mention we were feeling like especially i think at this service a lot of people suspiciously looking at us oh yeah well i think we also mentioned in the last episode that i felt it when howard was doing his altar right. call people were see, looking at me yeah like uh, what is her reaction and what mm-hmm. is she here for what is her motivation so i was acutely feeling that at this service and he in particular had been looking at us a lot and mm-hmm. always just seemed very suspicious so the way he said it like oh so which ones did you grab or like what issues are you interested in right yeah. are you trying to catch us in doing something ugly. Right. And I'm thinking, why are you guilty about the kind of things that you're publishing? I mean, why are right. you publishing them? Well, what shouldn't I grab out, right. of, out of your pamphlet? So I was kind of walking through them. Oh, this is a you know particularly interesting issue on theology about whether you can be saved or not and pointing to this other one. And, oh, yeah, this is where Jennifer talks about, uh, you know, her daughter exposing Tony Alamo. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we met Jennifer. She yeah, told me about to this. Read what she said. So I'm trying to like kind of justify each one as I'm going through <laughs> But he's looking at me very suspiciously. You're like starting to flip them and be like, and I'm not an investigative journalist (laughs) and I'm not here to do a podcast. Okay, I'm going to (laughs) go. Right. Uh, So we proceeded over to eat our food Mm -hmm. and we were joined at the table by Trisha and Rutherford, the the couple and longtime members of the church. And they'd met each other at the church. Mm -hmm. And we talked to her specifically because she was a little more chatty than he was. Yeah. And I was still thinking at this point, like that he was suspicious of us because he's the one who told us not, you know, to unnecessarily walk or talk. (laughs) (laughs) To be mute. But then he kind of lit up and he was a really sweet guy. So I was like, oh, uh, okay, All right. Maybe it's just this kind of natural demeanor that Mm -hmm. they have in the church there. And so we talked about getting baptized. 
we yeah, said we asked oh, them we're about interested. That. We mentioned that we hadn't been baptized, and um, this had come up earlier in the service because there was a communion, and we oh, said right. we haven't been water baptized. Can we still take it? And they said, oh yeah, that's fine. So we mentioned that to this woman, and she said, oh yeah, water baptism isn't essential for salvation, but it kind of you know really shows God your, your reaffirmation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but she was all for us doing it, mm-hmm. and she said they do it in the ocean. But she was being very noncommittal. She said, you know, we do it like the first Sunday of a month, but, you know, we don't want to do it when it's all cold. Sure. Freeze everybody. Yeah. And it's like 80 degrees out right now in California. Oh, yeah. But right then it was chillier. Was it? Yeah. And they were expecting rain. Okay. So, uh, but it didn't sound like they were over eager, like, let's get it on the calendar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of funny. We kept saying, okay, so what do we do if that's what we want to do? And they're like, oh, well, just keep coming and tell somebody that that's what you want to do. You can call the phone. Phone number. Yeah, call the phone number and we'll Which you did, right? It. Yeah, I called later and well first, oh gosh. I called at like ten PM and right. it's a number here in California, but I guess it bounces across the country to different volunteers. Right. So I think I called someone in Arkansas and this poor guy was asleep. But it's like two in the morning there yeah. or something. Yeah, he, he's like, Oh, I'm not even in California, but just give a call back around eight and someone can help you. <sighs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I kept calling and no one was really very committal about helping us get baptized. So not too excited about this, which was kind of a signal to me like, well, if they're not really bending over backwards to make this baptism happen, maybe we don't need to get baptized. Yeah. And we had definitely gotten to the point where people were scared. We had scared all our friends and family. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, since they say they baptize you in the ocean. Right. I was starting to like mentally picture like... What if they try to hold me down? Oh, yeah. We were talking through, very calmly talking through these (laughs) contingency plans for if a murder is attempted. This is our conversation. So Kara's thinking like, you know, if they do try to hold you down, Uh you know, you struggle for a little bit. Sure. And then you just like act dead. Well, you yeah. Well, you still got air. You act dead. So then they bring you up and then you get a breath. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And then, okay. And then I'll walk in and I'll grab you, (laughs) get you out, and then we'll run. Quick, call the police. No big deal. (laughs) And then we thought, okay, we'll have our friend Spencer, who's ex-law enforcement, we'll have him go with us. Yeah, That'll attend. help. He'll know what to do. He'll know how to stop a murder. <laughs> At least we'll have an eyewitness. Yeah. So this was just as a contingency running through our heads. Right. And I did, a couple times it occurred to me, like, maybe if you have to make plans like this, it's a red flag. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I was definitely scaring my boyfriend. We were kind of on borrowed time at this point, and we knew it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, as we were talking to this couple. Rutherford and Trisha. Right. You know, you mentioned that it was really hard to nail them down about what they were saying Tony did or didn't do. Right. And I remember this stood out really clearly to me that I said to Rutherford, okay, well, I'm a little confused because you're saying that Tony, even if he thought that it would be right to marry a young woman, he wouldn't because it's following the law of the land. Mm. And he said, well, he follows the law of the land until it contradicts God's law. In other words. Okay. So are you saying that he slept with young ladies or not? (laughs) It's really frustrating. Yeah. And I think it was pretty clear the implication I got was, oh, yeah, he can do that. He's just not going to officially marry them, you know, in the eyes of the state because he can't. Uh But it's God's law that he's allowed to. Certainly there was room for that interpretation. Wait, but even that I'm confused about. So then is he saying he didn't officially marry them, but he did sleep with them? Do you think that's what they were saying? 
<sighs> yeah, I'm not yeah. sure either. Yeah, We're both draw, shaking our heads because we don't any know. Conclusions. Yeah. And also, what I thought was fascinating is everybody keeps talking about Susan. Talking about Susan. Yeah, she, so she, Susan is his dead wife. He's been dead for like... Died the year I was born. Oh, okay. They mentioned that he has a new wife. And mm-hmm. I kept trying to phrase my question in sort of a way that sort of opened it up for them to explain who this new wife is. Uh-huh. It's like, you know, you're there at a party with somebody. Oh, and it's really nice to meet your wife. Uh-huh. And the person's like not giving you the name. Oh, so right. then you try to find some other way to like uh-huh. give them an opportunity to say the name and they won't. Uh-huh. So we don't know who this new wife of Tony Alamos yep. is. Can't find that anywhere. Nope. But apparently he has a wife. A wife. She's some lady. We did ask him about children, kind of asked him, would it be okay if a friend of mine Heard about this, was wondering if he could bring his children. And they're saying, oh, yeah, we love children. And that that's totally fine. Just let us know in advance. We've never once seen a child at the facility. But no. they're saying, yeah, it's OK. Just let us know so we can arrange for some sort of child service to go on during the main service. Mm-hmm. But we were trying to get more from them about children's participation in the ministries. They then shared with us that 30 plus children, I think, have been taken mm-hmm. from yeah. parents who are members of the ministry. And that they personally knew some of these kids and were really attached to them. All because of these false accusations. Right. As they see it. Which is a tragic story. I mean, and I, I don't I don't doubt their sincerity at all. I think. Yeah, I don't either. And I would like to assume they didn't partake in any of the abuse. And if that's so, yeah, what a thing to go right. through. Seemed like really sweet people. So yeah, we, we had a nice long conversation with them while we were eating. And again, we were kind of reliving these old days. And they were giving us like a more detailed version of their testimonies. And Trisha actually brought us one of the pamphlets that had her personal mm. testimony in it. And then afterwards, I, I think they'd taken a real liking to us, even even though we were getting suspicious looks, I think, from everybody from else, everyone else who yeah. had met us the previous two times we were there. Yeah. So at the end, they were taking us over to look at this wall of pictures, yeah. which we just love. And they're all from the 70s. And they're all my favorite style of picture. They all look like they were taken in Technicolor. And like, you can see like one of the, the strips of color has faded. Uh-huh. And so you've got this kind of greenish cast photo and this magenta cast photo. Uh-huh. So just picture a wall full of that and polyester. Oh, yeah. It's pretty great. And we snapped some pictures, or I did. And at that point, you know, I wasn't trying to hide that I was taking the pictures. So I was like, oh, I just love this kind of photography. Let me take a whole bunch of photos. So we did. And we'll put those up on our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash on rack. Check them out. That'll give you just a good indication of this time capsule that we were in (laughs) to the 1970s. Yeah, no kidding. Early 80s. There's no even modern pictures of this current congregation that's meeting every day. No. Yeah, I don't see nary a camera around there. Yeah, maybe for good reason. (laughs) And again, I felt this way about Jennifer and Greg when we met them before, but uh, Rutherford and Trisha, I also felt, and you agreed with me, we're just very well-adjusted, normal seeming Uh people. Yeah. If we just met them in isolation, they were talking about this church group they're part of. Like, that's great. That's great. Yeah, it was really humanizing to talk to them. I was really glad that we met them because the first time we went, we were kind of blown away by how much the suspicion met the reality. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, these are just members of a cult in a movie. Like, they murmur right. to themselves, and they, they don't seem all there, and they are almost all have drug histories. and They stare at you from the corner. They stare at you. They can't hold a conversation. But there are members of this church who are, yeah, as you say, well-adjusted people yeah. you meet out in the real world. So that was really interesting to see that dynamic. Oba Ross, wait, wait. Before we get to the ratings, 
Before we get to the ratings, I'm waiting for rating. Oh, you have to wait. Okay. Because <laughs> hey, if you haven't donated yet, we need to remind you again that this is a pledge drive, and there are benefits to being a monthly pledger. To yeah. is pledger a word? Pledgerism <laughs> with yeah. maximumfun.org. What I really want is that mini calendar with everybody as cats. I was really impressed by that illustration. But yeah, there's so many good gifts, and it's such a good way to show that you care about independent art and a network that really is doing it on its own. This is the only podcasting network I know of that's as successful and that's doing as well in finding independent artists who are making good stuff right? and celebrating that just for making good stuff, not for who you were, not for the background you came from or how much money you have, but you made a good thing. And that's how Maximum Fun found us. They mm-hmm. said, hey, we think really you'd be a great part of our team. You've demonstrated what you can do. We already had a body of work at that point. Mm-hmm. And they pulled us in and helped share us with a much larger audience. So mm-hmm. we're very happy to have all these new ears listening and we ask you to help keep that going by supporting Mm -hmm. with a monthly donation you know our show is really unique not just on max fun but of podcasts in general in that it takes a whole bunch of hours we've estimated that it takes somewhere around 65 person hours to put out one of these episodes right split between us and and our producer and it takes quite a lot of startup dough we need that support and we do have ambitious plans for down the line as well so already we've been using that money that comes in and that's all gone back towards the podcast and so if you can support even more we can do some fun things like you know maybe i start feeling gay and i want to be deconverted maybe i want to be converted back into a heterosexual yeah and and we need to go to some conversion therapy classes yeah we've been talking about this one for a while we would love to do a gay conversion episode we're asked about it every once in a while maybe we want to join a religion that's really popular with hollywood stars maybe i don't know which one you mean but maybe we do and i don't know which one i mean us about it every day and a half but maybe we've been hearing it from everybody and maybe they want us to do costs a whole lot of money and you need it to handle the fallout. <laughs> Protect yourself afterward. Right. Not naming any particulars. We're not saying anything in particular. Yeah, in order to do those really big plans, we need some money to draw from. So please, please think about supporting us and all the other great shows on Maximum Fun by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate and be sure to choose Ono, Ross, and Carrie as a show you listen to or even your favorite Even your show. favorite. We'd be very humbled. No, Ross, what if I'm a donor out there and I'm like I am sitting pretty because I already gave five dollars a month and I'm very happy about where I am which is England where it's are like you sort of an England Texas hybrid I'm <laughs> not sure what that is but wherever you are you can then increase that amount and not only will you then have the opportunity to add us to the, the list of the shows you listen to list of the shows you listen to but also you'll be able to get those additional gifts yeah so maybe right now maybe you give it ten dollars a month and you're thinking you know what I'm ready for 20 then you can get that Tonks coffee that stacks Soap. The Max Fun Morning Essentials Kit. And mm-hmm. a cat calendar. I want all of these things. So if you don't want it, if you donate and you don't want it, just send it to me. It's cool. <laughs> or maybe you're giving it 35 right now and you're like, you know what? I get a lot of entertainment out of these shows. I... I listen to hours and hours of these every month and you can give a hundred bucks a month. Well, then you can be the membership of the the Inner Circle, which is the monthly culture club where different people from the network pick some of their favorite stuff and send it to you. It's pretty cool. 
And just a huge, huge thank you to everyone who's already signed up. We really, really appreciate our donors. We love meeting them when we can and hearing from them online. So if you ever see us, let us know you're a donor. Give you a high five. Unless it's clear we're investigating the thing you're at. (laughs) Right. you know what? Send us an email. Just be quiet, okay? (laughs) Jesus. And now, the moment you've been waiting for. Whoa, Tony Alamo's here. Hey. Oh, no, that's not it. Well, we'd be like, what are you doing out of prison? Yeah, probably. Get back in there. The, the moment you've been waiting for, I presume, is to hear our ratings of Tony Lamo Ministries. That's what I've been waiting for. So, Carrie. Yes. On a pseudoscience scale. Okay. Where one is something not at all pseudoscientific, is something that's maybe supported by mountains of evidence. Literally. Evidence in mountains. <laughs> And on the seafloor is like, you know, like evolution. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah, biological evolution. That's pretty much undoubted. Okay. No one can really question that. And then 10 would be something incredibly unscientific. Okay. Like if you peel back the first three feet of any mountain, you will find that the inner core is composed completely of goat sperm. Whoa. That seems unlikely to me. Not very scientific. Well, like a lot of evangelical churches we've been to, these people don't believe in evolution. And they don't believe in global warming. That's not good. So I have to at least shoot them up the scale a little bit for that. But the focus of their work, I wouldn't say, is pseudoscientific per Mm -hmm. se. Mm -hmm. So I'm just giving them a little bit. I'm going to say a four. That's fair. I I think the focus is a lot on avoiding eternal torture Mm -hmm. and being ready for Jesus to come back any moment. Mm -hmm. But I I do feel that there's kind of a pervasive mistrust of those scientists. Sure. I'll I'll just bump them up a little higher. I'll say six. Okay. Wow. (laughs) I'm so impressed. That's so great. So what would you give it on a, a pocket drainer value where one is something not at all pocket draining, like a church that feeds you and drives you to church mm-hmm. and doesn't ask you for any money at all? That sounds nice. And then 10 is something incredibly pocket draining, like a church that sucks you and asks you to give them all of your savings, <laughs> makes it so you have no job history. And then gives you a tiny eating stipend. Funny that you would set the scale that way because Tony (laughs) Alamo Ministries is both. Oh, wow. In our experience, we weren't pressured to give money. They gave around a donation basket and Mm -hmm. we were one of the few to put money in it each time. So from our perspective, we got all this food and transportation for very little cost. Mm -hmm. I think we'd probably pay about what they gave us. So from that perspective, you'd say, hey, one, two, but understanding that people who really do get involved with the church are encouraged to give over their life savings, yeah. Yeah, any money that they own, anything, as in the church in Acts, then work full-time for the ministry. And you made a really good point there. Then they don't have a work history. Right. For 30 years, I've been uh, passing out leaflets. Hire right. me. So then that would shoot way up to a 10. I mean, that's... That's, that's as the pocket ma- draining as it gets. The pocket is drained. Your pocket is literally empty. So and I, they might cut out the pocket and sell that. <laughs> right. I have a really hard time rating it. From our personal experience, I'd say a two. I wouldn't even say a two. Okay, a one. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you talked me down. I'm easy to convince. But I'd say potentially this is an easy nine or 10. Yeah. Just depending on how far you go. Yeah, I have a tough time with it too. From a... 
average person who shows up, I would definitely say a one. There is definitely a societal cost to consider because these people are doing some fancy weird stuff with the old law here. And for example, they were sued by Tempur-Pedic a couple years ago because oh, yeah. they have a, what I would call a fake charity, but it's a registered charity. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's real. It's a, a charity where they claimed to give all the donations out to the poor. And so Tempur-Pedic gave them all these mattresses and then they went and sold them and took all the money back into the ministry. Not cool. Yeah. You know, if you're getting tax breaks for a charity doing that, that certainly is coming out of everyone else's pockets. But uh, yeah, I'm just going to stick it right there in the middle because we do have this quandary here. I'm going to say it's a five. Okay. All right, then, Carrie, what would you give this on a danger rating? Hmm. Where one is something... (laughs) very dangerous at all you know you're walking on hollywood and highland you wait until the little walk symbol but then you get on the metro and head back home uh-huh. Or 10 is something incredibly dangerous like uh, you are crossing hollywood and highland and you decide to get on a van with someone you've never met before and there may be drugs involved because they're checking for that and they take you off someplace you've never been before and uh, put a blindfold on you Oh, wow. That's That's a 10. That's creepy. So a nine. (laughs) Okay. There were no blindfolds. So a nine. (laughs) Yeah, it's certainly a somewhat scary experience. It's one that I would feel a little nervous recommending anyone go do. I feel like we have tempted fate enough Mm -hmm. for those of us who aren't buying it and are just showing up to see what's up. I would worry about anyone doing this by themselves, too. I was glad that we went together yeah and then we had backup while i was in the midst of it i didn't feel it was as dangerous as it sounds when i describe it to people i agree it sounds crazy mm-hmm. as we're saying at the same time i didn't feel it was that incredibly dangerous i'll say well if we're leaving out the whole thing with the founder and his uh right escapades of danger okay and also the beating of young people who criticize him. Okay, I'm, I'm up at a nine, too. <laughs> I talk myself into it. Yeah. Okay, this is very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. dangerous. Well, Ross. Yes. What would you give it on a creepiness rating? Mm-hmm. Where, like, one is something not mm-hmm. at all creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, you go to work, and as you walk in the doors, everyone says, Hey, Ross, what's up? Did you have a good weekend? You're like, oh, it's pretty good. I recorded a podcast. It's nice, yeah. Walk up to your desk and sit down and start doing your work. Type, 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 type. It's not creepy. Not creepy. 10 is you go to work, you walk in the doors, and all at once, all 150 employees who are there at 8 Mm a.m. slowly pivot toward you and, and hold up their left hands and say, hey, Ross. (laughs) you continue walking through the hall and as you pass ahead it turns toward you but you know what i'm saying like Uh it only turns as you walk right you're walking through you're like hey everybody it's me ross hey and then you go and you sit down at your desk and instead of wood there's just ice (laughs) this is already creepy (laughs) and and you you think okay i'm i don't I'm uncomfortable. I think I'll call my my wife, Kara. And you look up at Kara's picture there on your desk. And instead of Kara, there's just a picture of a skeleton's face with her hair. That's That's horrible. (laughs) All right. On that scale, (laughs) it's a strange (laughs) scale. These guys take the cake on creepy. I'd say Tony Lama Ministries with a combination of people with drug histories, putting on a van and, uh, you know, a leader who's in jail for 175 years for child sex abuse. I mean, how much creepier can you get? 
Not a lot. Uh, I'll say 9.5. Okay. I'll leave a little extra room for skeletons with hair. Yeah. How about you? I'm tempted to say an 8, and here's why. Okay. I'm just differentiating between creepy and dangerous in my Mm. mind here a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because I'm thinking of like the OTO was just like creepy. You know, like there's just like all these dark symbols. Yeah, yeah, it's like almost they're trying to creep you out. Right. Tony Lamo, the the feeling in the room isn't that creepy except for people staring at you. There's more going on under the surface at Tony Lamo Ministries than there is at OTO. Oh, yeah, and that's why I'm putting it as far up as eight and not saying, well, it feels normal there, so one. And there are some normal people there who might kind of mitigate that score, but still, Mm -hmm. overall, I'm just... It's It's certainly up there. I'm going to give it an eight, but I certainly could be convinced higher. Okay. Well, Carrie, any favorite moments in this episode? Oh, boy. (laughs) So many... I think my very favorite might be when we were driving back from the first event and you asked about the jewels and the symbol on the sign. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you, I think we talked about this in the first episode, so I'll make it quick. But yeah, you said, oh, do those represent the 12 tribes of Israel? And he said, yep. And you said, <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> both just tittered the whole way home oh, man. while the entire van was silent there is no conversation about this it's just fact very unnecessary tittering by the way right. <laughs> must be noted i i think my favorite moment was when sister cindy opened the mouth of her open the face mouth of her face <laughs> to sing Open the Open eyes the of my heart. my heart. Again. Like, because we'd already been talking about that. And then just that she sang it again. It just made me laugh. Oh, yes. That was pretty good. Oh, but I also love running to the guy in the forest and having him yeah. make us turn back. Anyway, so many, So many good moments. It was a really solid investigation. And you know what? Let's never go back again. We're done. <laughs> So I guess that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. And our producer is Ian Kramer. You can find us online at MaximumFun.org and look for Ono, Ross, and Carrie. You can also visit us on Facebook.com slash OnRack. And if you didn't catch this somehow in this episode, you can donate by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash donate. And be sure to choose Ono, Ross, and Carrie as a show you listen to or even your favorite show. And remember, in the wise words of Tony... My head's been wet with the midnight dew I've been down on my bended knee Talking to the man from Galilee MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.